BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hi, guys, and welcome back to Note to Self with Peyton Sarton. I am Peyton Sarton. I am so happy you're here. I am podcasting from my new living room in Dallas, Texas, after the cross or half country move um, from Los Angeles. I wanted to note I'm really, really thankful for y'all in terms of your patience. I know sometimes I'll skip a week like I skipped last week uh, just because I've got so much going on, as many of us do. Obviously, the holidays, personally, there's a lot going on for a lot of us. And then the move was a lot. <laughs> and uh, not only that, but Joe had about three weddings in the last month, two of which were in Mexico. Luckily, one was in Malibu on my move out day. So I got to move out and then go straight to Malibu for a wedding. And I went up to NorCal for Thanksgiving. So a lot happened in the last month, plus the move. And then obviously work gets crazy because all of us are trying to squeeze in everything before people take off for the holidays, etc. So I really appreciate y'all's patience. I just, it means the world to me that you're sticking around through me, maybe skipping a week here or there, just because I genuinely, like I couldn't, I didn't have a second to record (laughs) and I love recording. So, you know, when I'm skipping a week, like there's not a second to do it. So I really appreciate you guys and your continued support. Like it just makes me so happy. And there's a lot of big changes coming for note to self here in the future. And I'm really just trying to relish in all of them. And it's because of you listening. So thank you so, so, so much. Like it really truly means the world to me. So some updates. I'm in Dallas. I've been living with my boyfriend for like what a week now a little over a week now. We actually went to Mexico last weekend. So kind I mean, we were on vacation for some of it. It has been a really interesting change. Obviously, I love, love waking up to Joe. I'm obsessed with him. It's been strange. I don't know if you guys remember in my single life episode that many of you guys love so much. I was talking to him last night about this, actually, how I mentioned that when I was single, I really tried to remind myself of the fact that one day if I was in a relationship, when I was laying in bed at night, I would no longer be in that bed by myself. I would no longer be starfished out, feeling the cold sheets and having that luxurious moment of just like relaxing. And let me tell you, I love going to bed next to Joe. I love waking up next to him, but it's so, it's so different from falling asleep at night by myself pretty much every single night of my life for almost 28 years now. I mean, I would go see Joe once a month, but like that's, that's not that much. Like that kind of felt like a little vacation. And now like every night there is a man sleeping in my bed. And I don't know why that hit me so hard last night. (laughs) I'm not complaining, but it's just a weird phenomenon going on. So that's one thing I've noticed. Another thing is Joe's always here. Like he'll get up in the morning. He does have workouts and stuff for a few hours in the morning. He leaves every day at like eight when I'm getting up and he comes back at like one or two. And we kind of have created our own little schedules, which is really nice. But otherwise, Joe doesn't have a standard like, you know, nine to five job. So he's home around lunchtime and he's just like home chilling. And I work from when my eyeballs open to when I go to sleep at night. And that's not a flex. That's horrible. I'm really trying to work on it, but there's always just something to fucking do, I feel like. And 
there's no, I work for myself, so no one else can do it. I have to do it or it just doesn't happen. So it's been an interesting time to like kind of meld our lives together. I'm really working on getting done earlier, which means I just need to be more organized and like wake up earlier because I like to have that time with Joe to spend in the evenings kind of decompressing. And I don't like, you know, want to be the freaking stickler in the corner like I am every single night, like working until 9 p.m., you know? Joe's like, I'm hungry. Can we eat? Like, what do you want? <laughs> he, We're just trying to, you know, organize our lives together. So that's partially an update. Dallas is freezing. It's cold. But we are in downtown, and I'm really excited to get more acquainted with the city. I grew up in Fort Worth, Texas, near Dallas. I used to come to Dallas for all my hair appointments. Uh, when I was younger, I was a model, so I'd come to Dallas. My agency was here in Dallas, so I would come in every so often. So we've been around. Like I, under, I know Dallas in general. I've got a lot of friends here. And I'm now just taking the time to kind of get to know the newer things, which is cool. Um, and I'll talk about that later because I'm, I'm kind of launching into this intro because the point of today's episode is going to be moving or coping with change. However you want to look at it. If you're not moving somewhere halfway across the country, all the way across the country, you know, to a different country, this is just at the root of it about big change daily, like your life daily, completely changing. And I think it's really important to broach this topic because I always have questions about things like this, especially when it comes to moving. You'll ask a lot about moving to LA from Texas and kind of how that worked out, how to make new friends, how to get acclimated to life, how to actually make the move and actually put yourself out there and take the risk to do it. So I thought I'd share a little bit more about my mentality about moving because having just gone through a move that made me pretty emotional and that changed my life in a lot of ways, not only location, but I moved in with a whole man. I This whole thing is really, really fresh on my brain and I'm actually going through it right now. So I think it'd be a nice time to explain to y'all my process and kind of how I look at things like this in order to catapult me forward rather than always just kind of mourning the loss of my old life. So quick background on why you should trust me with your emotional move or big change in your life. When I was younger, my dad was a fighter pilot and we started out moving every two years. So from when I was born, I was born on an air force base. My sister was born three years later on a different one. And we moved every two years. It started out and then we'd move to three and then I think we spent three and a half, almost four in one location. And then in Fort Worth, I moved there when I was like 12 and I stayed till I was 18. So that was like six years. Then I moved to college. In college, I moved out to LA. That was only for like half a year though. Moved back to, to college and then I moved out to LA at 22. So I have moved quite a bit. I mean, not as much as a lot of military families because we only did like uh, Panama City, Florida, Destin, Florida, back to Panama City, Florida, to uh, Houston, Texas, and then to Fort Worth, Texas. And then by that time, um, I was 18. So a lot of moving in my like formative years, though, like back and forth, back and forth, especially before I had texting and things like that. So when I left my life as a kid, I left it. Sometimes my friends and I would email or send each other like letters. But my entire life and my mindset on things was built on change a lot of the time. And I think through the years of that, I just learned a lot about dealing with change. And to be honest, a lot of it, because of all that, I kind of got like addicted to change, I think, which is also something we'll talk about. But I have just kind of mastered the art of leaving somewhere and starting anew, I think. And I think that's what the military life gave me. Of course, when we were, when I was young, my mom had me at 21, my dad was 25 and he, uh, he was the only one that worked. He was in the military. So we weren't like, you know, living a super glamorous life. We moved everything ourselves. Um, we would pack the, all the kitchen stuff, anything fragile and clothes because we didn't want to get like extra paper. We would save up boxes. We'd pack everything in a U-Haul and move it ourselves. 
or pack it in a car. We'd always drive. Um, I never got like this time I got my car shipped. That was not a thing uh, for most of my childhood. And then also within the cities that we lived in, we moved a bit. Like in Fort Worth, we moved four times in six years. <laughs> uh, actually, it's been longer. My parents have been there for a while now. So probably 10 years they've moved four times. Um, so I'm just like kind of I don't want to say a pro, but I'm kind of a pro at moving. And that's why I feel like this episode is going to be important for me to talk about because this is a perspective I do know about. All right. So let's start kind of with the emotional journey behind it all, because I think that's going to be a huge piece of the puzzle for you. And then we'll go more to like logistical tips that I have for moving because I have a few of those as well. So as you guys will see in my most recent YouTube video, I don't know if it's going to be up by the time you're you're uh, listening to this, but I've done like a little moving series. I did the first part moving one, which is just like packing up and having my last week and my go away, going away party in LA and moving two is the actual move. And I started filming after I had a little crying session (laughs) and I kind of talked about it more in depth there and more about Los Angeles and just kind of like me processing emotionally everything. So I wanted to start there because I think that's the emotion a lot of us think about when we're thinking about a huge life change and, or, or, you know, which could be a big move, but that's the big move for you. That's specifically what I'll be talking about here. I think for starters, it's really important to let yourself feel the full range of emotions. For me, sadness is a part of it. And I cried and I let myself cry when I first moved to Dallas, actually, Joe wasn't here for a couple of days. And I really had a couple days to get settled and to actually process the move and how much my life has changed. And I don't think I fully processed it yet because I kind of just had to get thrown back into work and things like that. But it was nice to have those few days to myself to express my emotions, to cry if I needed to. I mean, y'all, me putting together my little kind of closing the chapter Instagram post and my little reel and where I kind of, you know, compiled a ton of videos from the last couple of years in Los Angeles, I was sobbing, crying. And not only was I sobbing, crying, but my friends were texting me from LA being like, okay, I'm literally sobbing. (laughs) And I don't think that's a bad thing. It's okay to cry. It's good to cry. And I think if Joe was here, I might've kind of suppress that a little bit just to make him more comfortable, honestly. But I was happy to have that time to kind of mourn because for me, LA represented a lot in my life. And it was especially the place that I got to feel the most free. And that means everything to me. Freedom is very, very important to me. And I have never felt more free than I did in Los Angeles, California. It was a difficult place to live for sure. It was expensive. It's full of so many different types of people and everyone is better at everything than you are. Everyone's prettier than you, richer than you. It's very intimidating to live there and acclimating to that has made me very free. It made me free to be who I am. It made me a better person in the long run, I think. And that place represents me taking a risk leaving a more comfortable place here in Texas and seeking out adventure and kind of the unknown. And it was a very fruitful experience for me. It gave me my career and I got to LA and I never looked back and I was grinding so fucking hard for years to get to the point that I am now. And I moved there for that experience. I didn't move there to be social, honestly, and I didn't move there to be in a relationship. I moved there for work. And that allows me to kind of look at it. And when I look back on my experience there, I'm really proud of it. And I'm really happy that I did that. That's one of the best things that I've ever done for myself in my entire life, if not the best thing. Um, So leaving was really hard because it represents so much of me. It represents the place that I made myself myself. Uh, I mean, like literally the, the freedom aspect is so important here in Dallas. Joe looked at me the other day because <laughs> I had a, like a white t-shirt on and I put a bra on underneath it. And I have to wear those, like those bras that really secure your UN. He calls it my grandma bra. And he was like, why are you wearing a bra? Keep in mind, Joe's from California. So he's a West coast guy. And I was like, I have to wear a bra here. And he was like, 
uh, this is freaking me out. <laughs> he was so weirded out by the bra situation. Cause in LA I could walk around with no bra and no one would bat a fucking eyelash here in Dallas. If I don't wear a bra, I mean, first of all, people are gonna be staring at my boobs the whole time and making it fucking weird. They, all, they always make it weird. Just like it's a boob fucking relax. Uh, in LA, no one gives a shit. If you have your boobs out, if I was naked walking down the street, people will barely look at you, but here they're very concerned. If they can see an outline of a nipple, Sorry if you're from Dallas and you don't, you are concerned about this. But if you are from Dallas, you kind of feel like you know what I'm talking about. If there is an outline of a nipple, people will be staring. A commotion will be caused. Chaos ensues. Uh, so I had to wear a fucking bra, which I fucking hate. Bras never fit me right. And they're always uncomfortable. And I want to be comfortable and I want to feel free. But guess what? I'm a Dallas. <laughs> I'm working on it. I'm really working on it. Joe and I had a conversation about not you know, going back to my old ways of kind of cowering and like being changing who I am to fit into the kind of Texas mold that I've always experienced. Maybe yours is different if you're from here, but it doesn't not exactly the most freeing place for me personally. So Joe's really freaked out by that, but LA was a representation of that to me. I could do whatever the fuck I wanted and no one cared <laughs> because no one cares about you, which is such a freeing thing at the end of the day. So all that to say, I am mourning my old, old life and crying is a part of it. You're supposed to cry. You're supposed to let yourself cry. I, I definitely like welled up with tears a couple times, like while I was flying and while I was leaving LA, like the day I left, but I hadn't really cried about it until I got here and I was alone in my room and I just was like letting loose and it was amazing. So definitely allow yourself the time to mourn. But also remember that just because something makes you sad doesn't mean it's the wrong choice. So it's always going to be sad to close chapters, even if you're excited for the ones ahead. I've had comments on my YouTube channel and people DM me saying like, don't leave LA. Like it's what you love. It's where you love. Don't change for a man, et cetera, et cetera. I'm really excited for the chapters ahead. I, the long distance after a year and a half of being on opposite coast most of the time and not having a lot of time with each other, it was really starting to take a toll on me personally. And I made this decision because it's the best decision for me, but that doesn't mean I'm not so fucking sad. Like I wish I could live both, both lives, obviously. And it's so nostalgic. Nostalgia always makes me cry. <laughs> so looking back on everything and thinking about LA, in such a positive way overall, it's nostalgic. And I'll always kind of yearn for those years because those were the beginning of my twenties. That was, you know, my mid twenties and the beginning of my life I spent in that city and I'm always going to be nostalgic about it. But just because I'm sad doesn't mean that moving on is wrong. I think it's definitely time. I felt the pull as of the universe, as you could say, maybe, um, to leave LA and start a new adventure. And this all came at the right time. And I just felt like it was the right thing to do. So it's what I want, even though I am sad about it and that's okay. You're allowed to be sad. I think people always try to avoid negative emotions so much and negative emotions need to be felt. You need to feel them. So don't avoid it. If you need to have a good cry, have a good cry. If you need to be sad, be sad. If you need to be emo for a second, be emo. You have to let yourself kind of get those emotions out to feel positive emotions later. So I like to think of my life, the perspective I have on my life is as if I'm writing a book or I'm the main character in a movie. I know this is cheesy as fuck, but truly think about it like that. I think when you do, it makes it easier to realize that the plot has to move forward and you're living truly. I don't know. Sometimes it comes over me that I'm like literally just going to have one life and every single day that leaves is a day I'm never getting back. And I'm like, oh my fucking God. Okay. Well, I better do a lot of stuff, experience all the things that as much as the, as many of the things as the world has to offer me. And when that means I have to move the plot forward by changing something, that means I need to move the plot forward and I need to keep things interesting. Not really like need, but like I want to, I want to keep things interesting. I want to learn new things. And the only way I'm going to do that is by changing and by embracing those changes. And again, by allowing myself to feel the emotions that those changes bring, because that's what art is really created from is created from 
you know, nostalgia and sadness or heartbreak, things like that. These negative emotions are really important to our overall plot in this metaphor. So I like to truly look at my life like an adventure. And once I can kind of, I don't want to say detach, but once I can kind of view my life through that perspective, take a step back and be like, all right, well, this is just another kind of adventure. And I, I kind of try to embrace what's coming uh, and let it show me what the adventure is rather than trying to control everything, which is a whole other thing. I have problems with control. So looking at it with that perspective has really helped me view moving and big changes like that in a whole new way. And y'all know I love my quotes. So I have a whole, I used to have a whole Pinterest board on change because it just like really fascinates me how much we embrace it or don't embrace it or how much humans are just scared of it in general, um, how much some of us are addicted to it like I am. So here's a quote from RM Drake. It says, in the end, she became more than what she expected. She became the journey. And like all journeys, she did not end. She just simply changed directions and kept going. And I love that idea because I think these adventures and these big changes do allow us to become something different than we expected because we couldn't expect it because we didn't know about it because it's a huge change. And that's what scares us is this whole unknown thing. And when you change something and you experience the unknown, obviously you're going to get a result that you didn't expect. And I really love that idea. I romanticize a lot. So I think to me that idea sounds so romantic and so beautiful in my life. So like I said, change is scary though. People are really afraid of change. I mean, I think we see that around us all day and we feel it in ourselves. And for me, most recently, and the reason I knew that I should move is because making the change to become more comfortable, to move in with someone that I love, that I feel incredibly comfortable with and safe with, to move back to a place that I know really, really well near all my family and near friends, it, that was uncomfortable to me. There's something about it and it might be my hyper independence. I'm not really sure, or my need for adventure or just my need for honestly, in my addiction to chaos <laughs> and stress, I've, I've actually realized lately. And I've learned that your body can literally be, literally be addicted to stress. And I think that I am, I need to like figure out how to change that. But all of that being said to me, changing to be more quote comfortable makes me the most uncomfortable. So I'm trying to embrace that. And when I realized that fear in myself, trying to force myself to embrace it became a little bit easier. Some people are, you know, more afraid to be in chaos or to be in a big, huge city or to be in whatever scares you, right? Like for me, being more comfortable, like I said, is out of my comfort zone. I don't like that. And I don't like almost knowing what's going to happen the next day. I just get really uncomfortable with that. And I don't know why that's for me and my therapist to figure out. Uh, but for some of you, it might be chaos and the unknown. It might, you know, neither of them is better than the other. They're both you know, seeking your comfort zone, whether mine's chaos or yours isn't, I'm trying to get out of my comfort zone now. And this move is a big part of it. And moving in with Joe is a huge part of it as well. So for me, it's really about going into the direction of things that intimidate or scare you because that's, what's going to help you become a better, stronger person at the end of the day. So when I'm faced with those decisions, though, they're not easy. I always try to identify them and really, really make my best attempt at making the decision that makes me more scared. Honestly, when I moved out to LA, it was a little bit different. I wanted, I was seeking chaos. I wanted to be uncomfortable. I wanted to move somewhere that I didn't know what was going to happen, that I didn't know anyone. And also I was self-employed straight out of college. So I had no idea how I was going to make that work. I moved out to LA and thought about it later, which I do recommend making a plan. I always have been able to catch myself. I worked odd jobs. I worked really fucking hard uh, all the time. <laughs> so I knew I was going to be able to make it work, but it is a risk. So if you're at a point in your life that a risk or going after a dream both scares you and exhilarates you as mine did, do it. I mean, make a plan. Like I said, 
be smart about it. But if you get that excited, like just kind of like, I don't know, breathless feeling about it, that's almost like anxiety and exhilaration, you owe it to yourself to do it. And I think that that's a really important thing to live by in a lot of ways. And for me, I was really excited to move in with Joe and I was excited to change things up. Nothing was like the exhilaration of moving out to Los Angeles for the first time at 22 and not having a full-time job. (laughs) That was exhilarating and it was insanely anxiety provoking, but I did it. And I'm, I am so fucking happy that I did it. I would be smarter than me, make a plan though, take some time, build up some income and kind of start strategizing, but you owe it to yourself to do it. Please, please, please do it. It's going to be fucking amazing. And then if you're like me, when you're at a point where retreating from the chaos and being in a place that's more quote comfortable or being with a person that you love, that you're afraid to attach to me. I'm always afraid. (laughs) I love being independent. It really freaks me out to like relinquish my independence, which you do in a relationship that happens where, you know, you have to rely on someone else sometimes. And that really scares me. And if you're like that, and that scares you and you're in a place where, you know, like, I feel like your body can feel it. Like, you know, it's the right thing. Do it because that's also seeking, you know, things outside of your comfort zone. And I also think that there's a time where we might all experience both of these kind of running towards chaos or retreating from it and seeking more comfort. I think that we both, you know, you don't have to be a specific type of person because obviously in LA I was running towards chaos and now I've moved back to Dallas and I'm more retreating and I'm kind of taking some time and some stress off of my plate, which again, freaks me out a little bit, but I think that I've experienced both of those things in the last six years. So you could, you could have one feeling at one time and one at the other, whatever you're currently relating to though, is what I'm speaking to. I also think it's really important, um, to realize that we all need to shake things up every now and then I never feel more alive than when I'm on the cusp of like a big change. It wakes you up. It forces you to engage in your life. It allows you the space to show you like who you are and what you're capable of. And I think most importantly, big changes are an opportunity to show yourself that you can trust yourself. And I, I truly believe that trusting yourself is the root of all confidence, trusting myself and showing myself that I can show up for myself and I can rely on myself and I can handle big things and do hard things has been so important for my confidence. It's absolutely transformed my confidence. And that first move out to LA in the first few years following the move, that's when I was able to really show myself that. And it's such a cool opportunity to do so. A big change, a big move. I mean, when those happen, embrace how much you get to show yourself who you are. All right. So we've talked about the morning and I'm here to say after you're done with your morning, which is absolutely necessary, do it, mourn your old life. It's hard. It's hard to leave a place sometimes. And for me, like I said, I get nostalgic. Um, and here's another quote. Let me actually pull this up because I, I read one that I really loved about this and it makes me feel more nostalgic. <laughs> so this one doesn't have an author, so it's anonymous. Um, if you guys know the author, sorry, I just didn't, I found this on Pinterest yet again. This one says you get a strange feeling when you're about to leave a place. Like you'll not only miss the people you love, but you'll miss the person you are now at this time and place because you'll never be this way ever again. And I think that's what really, that concept was really what made me sad. And also that's, that's nostalgia, right? Like I'm looking back on this and saying, wow, I'm, I am this person here in this place that I love. And I've been this person for five and a half years here in Los Angeles. And I'm happy for her and I'm happy the person that I became. Um, and now I'm not going to be that person anymore. And again, that's why I think mourning is so important because that's really what you're mourning. You're mourning who you are at a place, even if you don't even like the place that much. Let's say you grew up somewhere you don't like. When I left Texas, it was weird. It was really weird. All my friends I left behind, my family I left behind, but the person I was in Texas, I left behind. So, and I've come back to Texas and I'm a completely different person, uh, thank God. But I did miss her. That's, that's a part of me that I miss. And again, the mourning portion is so important. So when it comes to moving after you're done mourning, jump into your new life with your whole heart and an absolutely open mind. 
For me, it's been really, really important to focus on the positives. One thing that I noticed right when I got to Dallas, I was obviously sad and alone because Joe was not here in Dallas. Uh, he was on like a boys trip with his friends. For me, the w- number one thing was I got my bags and I walked out to the Uber and the Uber was $20. And I was like, I have PTSD from LA. First of all, getting an Uber from LAX is a fucking disaster and you will not get out of there. I will not get home unless I pay $100 or more. And sometimes you'll get an Uber X for a hundred fucking dollars. It is ridiculous. So the fact that I walked outside, I ordered a black car, a black, I think it was, a, maybe it was a Lux. I don't remember. 20 fucking dollars. I was literally like, I'm going to be rich. <laughs> what the hell? That's part of the reason why we moved to Dallas was to get really smart about finances. And we'll figure out, you know, if it's worth the tax breaks and things like that as we live here. But $20, y'all, I was literally in shock. And that was something that I noted. I made sure to make a mental note, like, wow, wow. Okay, that's a really positive thing. All right, we're already, I'm stepping right out of the airport. I'm getting into my $20 Uber. It's so freaking cheap. And if this is the way things are gonna go in Dallas, I could get used to this. So I really try to note that, truly. I made a mental note of something really positive. Another thing is that once Joe arrived, I get to, you know, I, I notice I get to lay in bed with him every night and wake up to him every single morning. That's a really positive thing so far. Also, you know, splitting the cost of things is really nice. So when we moved in, we, we kind of went halvesies on things. He already had a bunch of stuff. So again, just like financially speaking, this has made a whole lot of sense. So I'm trying to focus on things in a positive way. And I think that's really, really important in a move is to really not only jump into your new life and be like, okay, this is where I live now and have an open mind about liking it rather than deciding that you're just going to dislike it or you're going to be stressed or whatever it is. Really focus on positive things and note them in your head as they're happening. For me, one thing I did to make me feel like I truly lived here, it's as stupid as it is. Instagram is my job, so I get to say it. even though it's dumb, um, changing my location and my bio to let brands know that I now live in Texas. Mostly I did keep LA in there just because of a future job opportunities actually coming up here soon. I'll probably be in LA. I'm going to try to be there once a month or so. So I'm not like leaving forever and I will be in LA for some events and I can, I'm available to travel there for work. So that's why that LA is still in there, but Texas is first. (laughs) And to me, that just is, that was kind of like a quick chapter change, like marker. And it meant something to me to put that there. And it means something to me to look at it every day and be like, wow, I'm a, I'm proclaiming to the world that I'm a Texan. And that was kind of really just jumping in with two feet. Uh, and since then, I've gotten a lot of opportunities here in Dallas. I've had a lot of people from Dallas message me and companies from Dallas message me about gifting and things like that. So It's made me kind of feel like I'm really starting my life here. One thing I think is really important after a move is getting into your routine. So when I left LA, I had, you know, for a couple months there, had a pretty good workout routine uh, with workouts that I really liked. So I started that here. I used ClassPass and I just kind of booked a few different workouts to try some new things and to try to get my body moving a few times a week. And that's been really important in me feeling like I'm acclimating correctly and like, I actually live here and it's been really fun to like kind of try new things here in Dallas. Also make your meals. Joe and I went to the grocery store with our little grocery list, our little meal plan. We've been trying to cook in the kitchen a little bit more and that's made me feel really grounded here in Dallas. Another thing, you know, just take care of your body, eat healthy. Of course, there's always time for adventure and trying restaurants and things like that, but day to day, like just stay healthy because if you're going through a time where if you're a little bit stressed and things are new and there's a lot going on around you, I think staying healthy. And like I said, working out is really important. So if that was your routine before kind of stick to your routine in your new place, um, it's going to make you feel more at home and just going to be easier to acclimate at the same time, plan out some adventures as well. Cause you need a good mix of, you know, excitement and then your normal day-to-day activity. 
you can, for this, you can research uh, events in your area. I follow some accounts here in Dallas. Dallas Sites is one of them. There's another one where I kind of went on there and looked at new pop-ups and things like that and found things for Joe and I to do. And because we both have things that we have to do every single day, we kind of planned a weekly, not only menu, but like weekly adventures, places we want to eat, um, places we want to go get a drink, et cetera. And that's been really fun to research. And it's also been really fun to look forward to that um, as a way to get to know Dallas a little bit more. And I think planning it out has been important for us just because, like I said, we I like to have a schedule and I like to make sure I'm getting everything done I need to get done and planning out those dinners and the activities um, has been really nice. So find Instagram accounts, find TikTok accounts for your area if there are any or for any area close to you and make days and, and make time, evenings, mornings, whatever it is, to go adventure, maybe do it on the weekends. Um, I think that's really important to do in tandem with keeping your routine because you do want to get to know your own, your new place and it will make you more excited to be there. It's also part of jumping into the, to it with two feet, just with an open mind, like let that place that you've moved show you what it's like experience as much as you can. I think that's such a fun kind of adventure to have an experience to have is to get to know a new city. I always love doing that. And when I travel, it's really important to me. So when I move, it's no different. So as corny as fuck as this is, my next tip is to make a vision board similar to let's say new year's this is a fresh start for you and you get to decide, okay, let's have a reset. What do I want to be? Who do I want to be? What does that include? Is it my routine? Is it the way I decorate my house? Is it the clothes I wear? Is it the kind of things I read and my activities? Who do you want to be? Because big moves and big changes like this are such a perfect opportunity for a fresh start. And for me, I really like vision boards. I like being able to look at something visually and a way that I want my life to be. And I think it's really important in like manifestation and things like that. So I like to have a vision board to remind myself of who I am here. And I literally have a vision board for my work, like for my Texas aesthetic, because obviously all the content I'm going to get here is different. So I have one for work and I have one for my life. And Really like put them as the desktop on your computer, put them as the background on your phone, put them somewhere where you can, you know, look at it every day, whether it's digital or like a physical one, take some time to kind of dream about who you're going to be in this place. And I think that makes it again, a lot more exciting and it makes it feel like a really fresh, clean start to be whoever it is that you want to be. And also I would say, lastly, always know that you can have the opportunity to visit the place that you left. I've already made plans to go back to LA and to visit, uh, hopefully in January. I've really made it a point to keep in touch with my friends. It's only been like two weeks, a week and a half, so it hasn't been very long, but I am really making it a point to stay in contact, stay up to date on their lives. So I feel like I'm still a part of everything. Um, I mean, I don't like talk to them every single day, which I, I didn't even do that when I lived in LA, but I definitely stay on top of what they're doing. Um, I definitely reach out and chat when we have the time and making FaceTime dates is going to be really important. And then also just making sure that I'm treating myself with a trip back if I need it. So I'd say these are all a lot of my tips to manage your emotions and to kind of go into a big change, a new move with a pretty solid, appreciative, gracious, and excited perspective. Um, cause I know sometimes it's not the easiest thing to do, but these are just the things that I have done in my life to get through all different types of moves to different places. And these are the best tips that I could think of when it comes to emotionally acclimating and to changing your mindset to get in the best place to start this amazing life that you're going to have. So I have some more like logical, you know, simple tips for moving. And I'll give those to you guys now here as we close the episode. So one thing that's really important that I've noticed that I didn't do until this last move is plan ahead. So especially if you're going to be emotional about the move, it just makes things so much easier. So for me, obviously leaving somewhere is nostalgic and very bittersweet and it takes a toll on my emotions. And I can't really feel those emotions if I'm so caught up in logistics because I've, I haven't planned ahead. Um, and 
I'm speaking from experience that's happened to me. And this time I planned ahead and I was able to, to have my full range of emotions. And it was a pretty beautiful experience, honestly. So you just want to make everything as easy as possible when you're moving, especially if you're moving a long distance. I think it's just, it cuts out a lot of stress and it's not always easy to get ahead of things. I know we all have life stuff, but as much as you can, just try to make those daily, you know, like two months out, a month out, try to make those daily tasks happen. So it's easier when the actual moving date comes. So for me, for example, if you're moving yourself, start packing early, start collecting boxes, start packing things up that you don't need, um, put things in your car, etc. Just start packing up things a little bit early. So when the day comes, you aren't as stressed. I got some boxes from Amazon and like a box kit with some tape. And I just started packing things like decor items, things like that early. I wouldn't say it wasn't a month out. I would say about like two weeks, a week out. I started packing things that I knew I would use and need. That's also because we were traveling. So I had to really get ahead of things. And if you're not moving yourself, like I had the, I mean, amazing opportunity to not do this time for the first time, pretty much ever plan early. I called my movers about a month and a half out, decided my moving day. I was like, this is when I'm moving. I called and planned the car mover guy to come early as well. And I kind of just planned them. I, my, my car got shipped out on the second and I actually, no, my car got shipped out on the December 1st and I actually moved everything out on the second. So it was nice to like get the car done one day and get the movers done the next day. So I just tried to plan early so I could plan my life around those two dates. And that was really, really helpful for work, for everything. It was just, it was really nice to have everything set. It was also an, an opportunity when I moved to have a major clean out. So I had already kind of figured out you know, I have an actively changing vision board all the time. Pinterest is something I use for that. And I cleaned out a bunch of stuff that didn't align with who I want to be, right? Like, who do I want to be? What does that person wear? What does that person own? Um, what does that person keep in their home, et cetera? So I did a major closet clean out and I sell, I sold stuff on Poshmark. I have a girl who came to my apartment actually and picked up a bunch of stuff and she lists it herself. So it's not on my Poshmark personally, or I gave it to Goodwill or I threw it away just depending on, you know, what the items were. Um, or I left some things for TK as well, just cause it was easiest. And that's, if she wanted it, I left it for her. So yeah, this is a time to really, again, make yourself create yourself and a big clean out of things is so cathartic and therapeutic, though it can be difficult. That was a really helpful part of this move that I definitely recommend for anyone moving. Um, also Facebook marketplace is everything. <laughs> I sold things like I put up my nightstands and with four within four hours, they were sold. Like the girl was literally coming to my apartment to pick it up. I Facebook marketplace, a ton of stuff, like the bigger furniture items. And it was so easy. Please be safe when you're doing that meet in like a neutral location. I obviously didn't have anyone come up to my apartment and I actually met them on the street. So I didn't have to tell them which one I lived in. Just be safe, but Facebook Marketplace is fucking amazing. I'm actually probably for my bed, which is still in LA in my LA apartment, which I have until mid-January. I'm going to do what I've actually done as a buyer on Marketplace and probably list my mattress, which is a pretty good mattress on Facebook Marketplace. This is a little hack for a discounted price, obviously, and I want the bed to be gone, but I don't want to pay for junk removers to come. And I know someone else can use that bed. It's like in perfect condition. Um, I'm going to say the bed is free as long as you send a task rabbit over to disassemble and move the bed, which there are plenty of them who like specialize in Ikea disassembly. This bed is one of those like storage beds. that's always sold out too. So I'm going to have someone do that. And it's like a nice little hack because I get some money for the mattress and then I don't have to pay for someone to come remove the bed. So that's a little moving hack. You could always do that. Or you could list it for free and say the only caveat is you need to come and move it yourself with a task rabbit. I like task rabbit because they do background check everyone and like you can see who's coming to your house and like reviews and stuff. If you're moving somewhere where you can do a little road trip to and that's what you want to do, I think that's such a good idea. Um, making it like a whole journey is like kind of a metaphor and so fun. Uh, I've done that before in the past where we did like a little road trip out to LA. I did that with my dad when I moved out to LA in college. My dad has been the one, by the way, moving me 
across halfway across the country. Anytime I moved, <laughs> he has single-handedly did it. He did it when I moved to, uh, to college, he moved all my furniture into every single place by himself. We did not hire movers. <laughs> so he was actually really happy to not get that call this time, I think, and not to have to, you know, pack up the U-Haul and attach my car to the back and drive it himself. And I kind of took that off his plate this time. They were all very confused though. My family was like, you don't need us to move you anywhere. And I was like, no, no guys, I got it. But yeah, make it a road trip if you think that sounds exciting, if it's something that you think you need as part of your journey, do it. It sounds so fun. One big thing that I get asked about a lot is how do you make friends in a new place? Um, if you've moved somewhere completely new, I know some people will move shorter distances. I mean, in LA, I moved a couple different times. Um, and this is obviously for places that if you're going to move you know, a longer distance, if you don't really know people. For me, making friends has always been relatively easy. Again, there is a part, a facet to that where I make friends quickly and I also can leave quickly. <laughs> um, I think it's because I grew up, you know, meeting friends and we left and I really never saw those people again, um, especially when I was young. Now I've reconnected with some of them on Facebook, which is actually really exciting and fun. Now I follow some of them on Instagram, which is cool, but that's who I am. I've always, you know, had to leave people behind. And so I'm truly capable of doing it in a lot of scenarios, even though it makes me sad. I move on really quickly, but on the you know other side of that, I do make friends with people quickly. It's pretty easy for me to make friends. And when I do have a relationship that really means a lot to me, it does last. I feel like my friends from college who are my best friends, I will, you know, obviously remain friends with them for my entire life. And uh, I have some friends in LA like that as well, that I would say I will always be friends with, but all that to say making friends has always been relatively easy for me. What I did in LA was made a lot of friends through my work, which was super easy as an influencer. We would get together and shoot together. And like some people I would like really vibe with um, and hang out with just like as friends. And then some people, you know, we, it's obviously we only vibed in like a work setting. Um, so it's easy to make friends when it came to like that. One thing that you can do, I noticed here in the building I'm living in in Dallas, there was a happy hour yesterday. And Joe and I went down there because they were giving out like good wine and like they let you keep the wine glasses that were so pretty. So we were like, duh, we're going. And there were so many people down there just talking and mingling and all of this stuff. And I felt like you know, if I was a person seeking new friends here, which thankfully I do have a number of friends here already, uh, I would so be at that, like with bells on if I didn't have, well, I had to work last night, so I couldn't actually do that. But there's things like that happening all over the place, whether it's a building you move into or at work or a random event that you hear about happening at the restaurant down the street. Like there's so many opportunities to go and put yourself out there, but it is going to take you putting yourself out there, having conversations with people you don't know, and sometimes starting those conversations, just being friendly. I wouldn't say it's necessarily my go-to to be like open to talking to everyone, but I'll get a little glass of wine in me and I'll just kind of sauce myself up. <laughs> I don't recommend. And I'll, you know, get the courage to sit down and just have a conversation with someone because everyone wants to chat. We're all kind of seeking connection. And I think it's easy to tell if you're at the bar, or if you're at a restaurant eating by yourself or something that people around you want to connect, or if they don't, then obviously don't. But I think that um, putting yourself out there and starting conversations with people around you, even if it's just to learn, you know, what the best places to do and the best places to go in your area are, having conversations with people is really, really important. And a lot of those, you know, will lead to friendships in the long run. Also, a big thing for me was, especially in LA, utilizing friends of friends. And what I mean by that is if a friend reached out to me and was like, hey, my girlfriend, so-and-so lives there and she just moved out to LA too. Like you should hang out with her. I would, I would always keep my mind open when it came to that. I would look at each person like I, that I met, whether it's a going out setting or a work setting as a potential friend. And I would just kind of like let things go from there. But if you have mutual friends who know someone in the area, if you have family members who know someone in the area, if you know someone from your high school or your college that maybe you weren't as close with that, you know, move to a certain area, like you reach out, put yourself out there again, because you never know what's going to happen. And at the very least, it's someone to go get coffee with. Obviously, if you're single, go on dates. Dates are so freaking fun, especially if you have extra time and you need to get to know a city. Obviously, you, I love self-dating. I love taking myself on dates, but being with another person who lives in that area, again, 
it could just be a conversation. You don't need to put too much stress about this is going to be your husband or not, but go out with someone, have a conversation, get to know the area a little bit, get to know what they do there, things like that. And I think that's going to be really helpful in just like kind of creating your community in your city. Even if it's just to make a little guy you went on a date with relationship and then you would see him at the bars for, you know, the next 10 years that you live there and you're like, oh, fuck, there's that guy I went on a date with. It's it's an exciting story. Do it. <laughs> I think the biggest thing, though, for me in conclusion of this episode is to look at moving like it's a fresh start, a new adventure. It's so important to change your perspective after you've kind of mourned the loss of your old life, kind of. It's really important to look at moving like a new adventure with a positive perspective, because that's the only way you're going to be able to make it forward. You have to commit to being positive and curious and open-minded when it comes to moving, because if you're just going to be pissed about it, or if you're going to be sad or whatever it is, and really hold on to these negative emotions for a long time, you're just going to miss out on so many opportunities to explore an adventure and to, to discover somewhere new and to discover a different part of yourself and to discover new people and relationship and experiences um, that could come your way. I think that we love fresh starts and I think that we're really drawn to them. It's especially why, you know, we celebrate New Year's every year and we have our resolutions and our goals and our plans and all these things. I think it's important to do those outside of New Year's. You know, think about this as your own personal New Year's and almost even in a bigger way because this isn't, if you've moved somewhere, especially across a country where your lifestyle has changed to a place that's different from the place you started, or if you move to a different country, this is a total fresh start. And I, I know people are kind of in love with those and you definitely need to have your time. Like this is your fresh start. I hope this episode was helpful for any of you experiencing a move. And of course you could apply most of these things to a big change as well. It, just a big change in your life, relationship-wise, work-wise, things like that. I really like this topic. It's very much kind of my second topic that I like to talk about behind being single and how much I love loved my life being single and how passionate I am about women realizing that being single is amazing and it's such an opportunity. In the same way, this is amazing and such an opportunity. And there's always going to be negatives and positives to everything, but these are my best tips for coping with a move and working through a move and becoming your best self in a new place. So thank you guys so much for listening. Come find me on Instagram at Peyton Sartan. Check out my YouTube channel. I'm kind of elaborating on most of the stuff and you guys can visually see the actual move and the emotions and things and how I handle it personally in my vlogs on YouTube. Please remember to rate and review. That is so, so helpful to my podcast and will be so helpful moving forward with some of the opportunities that I am going to come across. Thanks, thankfully, and thank, uh, thanks to you guys. So I really appreciate when y'all do that. I can't believe that someone sits there and takes their own time to review. Um, also any DMS, you know, you guys send me, I do see many of them and I try to respond to a lot of them. And there's some that are so heartfelt, especially about that single life episode. And I'm honored, like truly so fucking honored to have been able to been a catalyst for anybody in that situation. It really makes me so happy. And I'm hoping this episode can help you guys out in the same way. If I don't get to your DM, I am so fucking sorry. Honestly, there's a lot of them and that is not a flex. There's just a lot of DMs about a lot of things. Also a lot of spam DMs, a lot of companies, a lot of random people asking me for things. So it's hard for me to get through them sometimes. And truly it makes me so anxious sometimes. So I do my best to get back to them. If I haven't gotten back to you, I still fucking love you. And I'm so sorry. I haven't gotten back to you. You guys DM me more than once. That's totally fine. I'll respond eventually. <laughs> um, and I just really wanted to share a moment of gratitude with you guys. I am obsessed with you and thank you so much for listening. And I will see you guys or talk to you guys next week.